At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Just follow with me in a few verses tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jumping back tonight to what we had shared for a while concerning healing. And um, I just want to I just want to look at a couple of things that I think are really, really important. Some things I just saw from scriptures that we had looked at. And, um, but, but I'm going to remind you again that and th- this, is, this is God's, this is from God's Word, okay? Um, at, at the moment, we're, we don't, we're not teaching a 12-step uh, class here in the church. We did for a long time. At the moment, we're not, but we will bring that back to the body because of the ministry through the 12-step program that's so good to help people. Um, and there's a lot of different 12-step type programs, and a lot of my family, uh, we wrote the book on 12-step, you know, way back when. And, uh, but... Um, one of the things that we did in all the classes that we taught for probably two or three years that we had the 12-step class every month here at the church for people to come to, we would tell people that came in that we understand if you don't want to stay, but we're not talking about a plethora of different gods and you just pick whatever one you want because there's only one God. And we just told them that up front. And so we're talking about the God of the Bible, Okay. And so, if you don't want to hear about the God of the Bible, you want to go to another one that they, they give you different options, and there's nothing, you know, they, people can do whatever they want to do. But we believe the God of the Bible and that there is only one God, okay? And so, we would share that with them, and in all the years that we have taught those classes, we've never had anybody leave when we said we were going to talk about the God of the Bible. Well, tonight when I make certain statements, I'm talking about the God of the Bible, and this is what the God of the Bible thinks, okay? And the God of the Bible says it's His will for every person on planet earth to be well. It's His will. People sometimes have difficulty with that because of how much sickness they may have been around or how much they see under the people, you know? That doesn't mean that if I'm saying something like that, that I've never dealt with anything in my body. I've dealt with lots of stuff in my body, right? Uh, And you and I, as long as we live on planet Earth, you will deal with more stuff in your body. Can you say amen? But the Bible says, by His stripes, we were healed. So, If you're saved, if you're born again, then you're healed. Because you can't separate born again and healing. They're one and the same. And if you're born again and you're healed, then you're delivered. You can't separate them. It's a package deal. What Jesus paid for at Calvary was salvation, healing, and wholeness in every way, being delivered in every area of your life. That's what the Bible teaches us. But 
You have to believe that, and you'll never believe it if you don't know Him through His Word, revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we say that around here all the time, and we'll always say it around here all the time. We never, I never think you've heard it too much. And if I ever have somebody say, man, well, you, you talk about that all the time, and I will, and I'll continue to. Because right. the most important thing is God's Word, the person of the Holy Spirit, and what the Word and the Spirit were created to do in our lives while we live here. So we don't have to live like we're living in hell. Devil, the devil doesn't matter whether you're saved or not. Doesn't matter whether you go to heaven or hell to him. Doesn't matter. He just, his job is to make you live in this life like you're living in hell. Depressed, frustrated, bitter, angry, mad at the world, you know, woe is me, the victim in everything in life. That's what people play all the time because they don't know my God. I'm done with victim. I had some of that stuff. I played with some of that stuff and messed around with some of that stuff for years and those kind of things. No, I'm done with victim. I'm not the victim. No, I'm the healed. Amen. I'm the delivered. I'm the saved. Heaven's a real place, and that's my destination. Praise God. That's where I'm going. And, but while I'm here, heaven was brought to the earth through Jesus Christ. By the Spirit of God, He lives on the inside of us, so we've got heaven within us. Heaven can be an experience you live on this earth no matter what you're facing. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there that makes it look like, I mean, we're living in hell. But we're not. We're living in the kingdom of God. Can you say amen to that? So, a few weeks back, we talked on a Wednesday night. Um, I I read scripture out of Luke chapter 4. And this is right after Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan by John, came up out of the water. Father said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. His earthly ministry began and he was 40 days in the wilderness, tempted by the enemy, by by Satan, comes out of it and is tempted even stronger to give in to what he saw, how he felt, the way things appeared to be. He was hungry, had been 40 days, hadn't eaten, and all these temptations. And he passed every test because Isaiah said that that one that would come would never be moved by what he saw, what he heard, or how he felt. Isaiah prophesied that. 2,000 years before he showed up. God had a plan. Can you say amen to that? And so, he comes out of that experience with the enemy, passes every test. Remember, he didn't come here to become the son of God. He already was. He came here to become the son of man, our elder brother, the one that would lead the way and the example for you and I to follow him. And this is what he said. It says, so he came to Nazareth, Nazareth, where he'd been brought up, and his custom, and, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue. It was his custom to show up to church. And he, honored, and he honored his parents all his days. 
all 30 years before his earthly ministry began, he honored his parents, and he went to church, and he did a lot in church. And it says, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. It was his turn to read. All these people knew him. He was in Nazareth, where he was where he was raised, where he was brought up, right? He was born in Bethlehem, but he was from Nazareth, and, and he lived in Nazareth, and he, wrote, and he grew up there, and this was, these, everybody knew him. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel. The word gospel means the good news, which is the word of God to the poor. And Good news to a man that's poor is what? Don't have to be poor no more, right? right. That, that's good news to a poor man. Right. Can you say amen? He sent me to heal those who are brokenhearted. Heal people. When you look at the translation of this in the Greek, it's healing at every level. He said, I, he said, I came... To, he, he sent me to heal at every level. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in every way, he came to heal. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Anybody that is in captivity in any way. And, and, and I would say, people that are in captivity in their mind have it worse than people that have captivity behind real bars. People that are held captive in their mind. Their mind is unrenewed. They're in bondage. They live in unforgiveness. They, they're jealous. They're, they're competitive. They're, they're, they're unhappy all the time. They live in this bondage. He came to liberate those people. Right. To proclaim the acceptable year, the acceptable year of the Lord... And he closed the book, and he gave it to the attendant, and he sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And you know, to that point, okay, that's cool. He read the scripture. The, the, the sage gave him the scripture, the, the, the scroll that he was supposed to read, so he just read what he was supposed to read. It's all good. It's all good. They're staring at him. You did it really good. Probably looking at him because he recited that really nice. But the next sentence is where all hell broke loose. <laughs> and this is what you and I have to get. This is what he came for, for us. The next sentence says, And he began to say to them, Today, everybody say today. today. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. You know, this is what's been going over in my mind a lot lately. Thinking about the whole process of this actually short period of time that we know of as planet Earth. Very short period of time. Right now it's, it's, it's looming around about 7,000 years that, that from Adam 
from Adam to right now has been about 7,000 years. Um, don't think for a second that there was never anything else here on planet Earth before this. We're talking about Him, right? And, and this is just, you know, this is just planet Earth. There's planets and galaxies and, and, and galaxies beyond and beyond and beyond. I mean, I mean it, 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 it goes tilt in the mind how vast that everything that God has created is. But all we're concerned about is planet Earth. Yeah. And that's all we need to be concerned about. Yeah. You know, you, you don't need to spend a whole lot of time trying to figure out everything else. Because the book we have that has all the information we need for now, don't think that you're going to quit learning when you get to heaven. Right? I, I have, when I was in Israel a number of years ago, we went to the Holocaust Museum, and in the Holocaust Museum is a library of book after book after book of all the people that were murdered in the Holocaust. It's a round library. Anybody ever been there? It's round. And it's, it's something. It, it was something. But half the library is empty. And what that's empty for is all the ones they don't know who and how many others were killed. It's staggering. And I had this thought. I've never seen a library like this of all the names of these people. I mean, it, it's beyond and what they did to those people. But my point is not talking about how bad that was today. Well, my point is that I feel like in heaven there's a library of all the other books and Bibles, if we want to call it, words from God, that we will spend eternity learning about Him. The Bible we have here is just what He wanted for us now. And you have to believe that. You have to believe in its authenticity and, and that it is real and it's what you need. You have to believe that. And when we understand that, then we can see when He said something like, today this scripture was fulfilled in your hearing? It didn't say today this scripture was fulfilled. It was fulfilled in your hearing. That scripture was already fulfilled. And you know when that scripture was fulfilled? It was fulfilled before the foundation of the earth. Because before the foundation of the earth, the Bible says that Father, Word, and Holy Spirit had a plan for all of humanity. He had a plan for you, for me, and everybody that has ever lived or ever will live. He had a plan for us. And in that plan was the redemptive nature of the Word of God becoming flesh, dwelling among us, and leading us into a place of salvation, healing, and deliverance. That scripture right there was fulfilled in their hearing. But that scripture right there and scriptures like that were fulfilled before the foundation of the world. So he told those people that day that today that scripture has been fulfilled. Today, 
March the, what's it, 8th, 2023, I'm telling you that today, that scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. It's fulfilled for you. You're healed today. today. You're delivered today. The, 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 any type of bondage or brokenheartedness of any kind, He's already healed you, and you can draw and receive that from His Word as you learn that that's yours to receive. Can you say Amen. Today, this has been fulfilled. So today, I'm healed. You just heard testimony of people that received. Now, I'm just going to give. I'm just going to give you about five examples of just different people. And I, and if I don't use you as one of the examples, don't think I, that you're not included because you're included. Okay. Um. But I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, use, I'm gonna start with Veronica. I'm gonna use her as an example, okay? And her and Randy have been here for a long, long time. But I'm gonna talk about her because of her feet, okay? So because she's been here and sat under the word all these years, and there was something that was ailing her body, and then God spoke through me to lay hands on feet because she trusted what was said. She believed that God was speaking that. See, because we've taught here, the Word comes, most of it comes through me at, to this point. We have other people come at different times, others in the body share things or whatever, but it's come through me. But you know that if I preach the Word like I'm preaching it tonight, you got to go to the Word and find out if it's real for you. When I said tonight that there's only one God, you may be sitting in here tonight thinking, well, you know, I don't know about that only one God thing. Well, you got to find it out, you know, because I'm not going to shove that down your throat, but, I, but like I told the people in those classes that we had, we're just telling you what we're talking about is this one God, and He's the God of the Bible. And so, we have to decide, each one of us, whether we really believe that this is true. And I believe that I'm taking like Veronica, okay? She received because she trusts in what's preached. Brian came up here and prayed for him. And because he trusts then it's easy to pray for people that believe that what you're saying is really going to come to pass. Did you understand? The Bible's real clear that you have to trust the people that preach the Word to you. Yeah. you, you their lives have to measure up. It's not just listening to any pre Anybody can preach. Anybody can preach. Maybe not well, but a lot of people can preach really well, but they may not have the integrity. And you've got to know that the integrity, the integrity is manifesting. Not perfection. I said integrity. Yeah. 
It's got to be there. You have to be able to believe in it. Um, I'm sorry, your name again. Paula, Paula right. Uh, so she, she just mentioned she'd just been here for a short period of time. Her and her husband had just come a, a few times. And um, a couple of times in, out in the foyer after church, they've said some things to me, not like to, you know, make me feel like I, you know, I'm all that or whatever, but something about the Word that, that really blessed me. It blessed me about the Word that they heard. It's not, not just going off on what they heard, but what they heard they believed was from God. And, and that's what I got from them. So, you know, the enemy could talk her out of coming up here to be prayed for, uh, but she's believed that she's heard something from the Word. And, you know, she hasn't been here, they haven't been here long, and I'm saying to you all, just using this as an example, you chose to go somewhere else, you understand. I'm not offended with you or anything else. I'm just saying, at least in this time period right here, they've received the Word, and so she came up and received because she's received the Word. Did you hear what I said? And, I mean, ooh, there's something about that that is vital. It's vital. See, because, because there's a lot of different ideas concerning the truth of God's Word that can be, you know, slanted in different directions, okay? Now, I know people, I know pastors, friends of mine, okay, that if they were sitting here tonight and I said... It is God's will for everybody to be healed. They would disagree with me. Okay? Do we have the freedom to disagree? Right? Does that have to destroy our friendship because we don't agree on every little thing? Absolutely not. But I can't flow with something that goes against the Word. And, you know... I'm trying to say this because I got a I got a last point here in a minute that I've got to make. But I'm trying to say this to get you to understand what it takes to believe. See, because every person standing up here, right here, that was prayed for, they believed. It wasn't because of me. You understand? I couldn't heal a fly. But when you obey God and you do something that God tells you to do, your faith is involved, but He's the healer. Did you hear what I said? I'm going to say it again. He's the healer. And I'm just telling you right now, people can, you know, people can stroke people because of things that happen and tell them how great they are and all those kind of things. And it can go to your head, my head, everybody's head. But at the end of the day, He's the healer. But you have to believe what you're hearing preached. And the Bible's real clear. Did Jesus go to church? Yes, he did. Hmm? And not just when he felt like it. He was in church all the time. All the time. He was there because of the Word. Church is not about just showing up to be seen. Church is about the Word. 
That's why this place is about the Word. Everything is centered around the Word and the Word being revealed to you and the Word growing you up. And like I told you last week, it's amazing how the Word if you'll stay with it, how it will evolve and change. I'm not talking about changing from God's ideas. It will change and evolve into revelation that you never thought you could ever see or have. But believing these things is the key. And I'm telling you that today, everything that the Word says about healing is fulfilled in your hearing, because I told you it's God's will that you're well. Because you're in everybody. You're in everyone. And because you are, you're healed. You're not the sick trying to get well. You're the healed, and sickness is trying to convince you. Symptoms are trying to convince you. Ways of life are trying to convince you. That what you see, how you feel, the way things appear to be are more real than what God has said. And we choose to declare not so. Can you say amen to that? So, so I'm, I'm saying this to you based on other verses of Scripture that are popular verses of Scripture. Greater is he that it, I'll say it for myself. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world today. Today means right now. Today means that the greater one lives in me and the greater one that's in me is greater than anything that I face today. When tomorrow comes, when tomorrow is here, what is it? Today. Today. My God shall supply all of your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm telling you today that every need that you have is met in Christ Jesus. And we have to begin to develop understanding from God about what that today really means about all of these promises. The Bible says that God gives me and you the desires of our heart today. In that passage it says, when we cultivate faithfulness in Him and His Word, then He puts His desires in our heart and He brings those desires to pass. What a beautiful picture. But that's already fulfilled. And today, because I'm telling you that, it's fulfilled in your hearing today. And you can take that and begin to develop that. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Today, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When? Today. Today, I can do all things, not just some things. Anything He tells me I can do, I can do it through Christ who is my strength. And as we said earlier, Himself took our infirmities, bore our sicknesses, and by His stripes, I am healed, not will be, I am today.
this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now, here's the question, and this is what I'm going to just bring to a close tonight. Who is this for? This revelation that I'm talking about concerning today, who is it for? for you. It's for me. But the Bible says when one person begins to believe, then inside of them, maybe in their life already or something that's going to be birthed in the future or people that you'll come in contact with in the future, if, it's, if there's a belief in you about these things we're, right here we're talking about and every other promise in God's Word, then it's going to get off on the other people. And I just found this verse of Scripture, it's kind of, it's two verses in Hebrews chapter 7, and I'm going to read verse 9 and 10, just out of the New King James. Even Levi, who receives tithes, because Levi is the line of the priesthood, paid tithes through Abraham. Levi was not Abraham's son. Levi was Abraham's great-grandson. For he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. And it seemed like an odd verse of Scripture But what was planned for Levi started with Abraham. And when Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him in righteousness, so did it get passed down to Isaac believing God and Jacob believing God and all of their sons and their sons' sons and generations and on down. It's not just for me. It's for everybody that's connected to me. That's how the kingdom of God operates. That's how people get well. See, if you believe in healing, if Joey believes in healing, and Joey in the right way, he takes that healing like to his students. He's a teacher. And he takes it to his students in a certain way. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of stipulations and stuff, you know, and you can't do this and all this kind of stuff. But when you have the wisdom of God... You can navigate those kind of things and do what God says. But if he believes in healing, do you think opportunities will come for him to minister healing to young people that are around him? Because that's what he's connected to. But also in his loins are children. Hadn't had children yet? Not married yet? Will be? Anybody needs his phone number? No, I'm just... <laughs> um, But in his loins are children, and he's believing today to make sure that happens so that they believe. Did you hear what I said? So this whole multiplication process has to do with what you do with what his word says. Did you hear me? See, it all started with Adam. Adam died. 
Eve ate the fruit first. But all that was was a setup because Adam could have shut that whole thing down. That's right. Could have shut the whole thing down. Because Adam was the head. But he didn't, right? And so he died, and when he died, we died. Because, see, we're part of the human race. So when Adam died, so did I, and I was still in, not even in the loins. But Adam, before he died, he sinned. He disobeyed. And when he sinned, so did I. The sin nature became aware. But then there was another Adam. Amen. Whoo! And he died. And when he died, I died. But then he didn't stay dead. And he didn't sin. He rose. Amen. And when he rose, we rose. Amen. And when he sat down, all authority and dominion was given to him, me too. I've got the authority. So I have the right to exercise that authority in my own life and for others. Tonight as we were praying for the family and the, and the, the ministry in Mexico, Man, I, I just, it's been heavy on my heart that some things have happened. Some of you don't even know these people. I, I've never actually even met these people. They're, they're friends of, of Pat Horns. And, uh, but I feel, I mean, it's like I've been praying for them for a number of weeks now since they had an accident. And it's like, it's like, wait a minute, I have authority. And how far can that authority go? Well, I don't sit around and think, well, no, I can't pray for that or this. No, don't, don't think. Quit thinking. Do. Pray. Start with Ephesians prayers and Colossians prayer. Pray. Pray for people. And with the authority that we have, it begins to override situations. I was sitting there last Wednesday night. We were coming to the end of that service, and the Holy Spirit said, feet. I was looking at my own feet. Okay, feet, feet, feet. Pray for feet. I've never prayed for feet. Never. I've never, that I can ever remember, I can't ever remember praying for people's feet. Even one person's foot. And look what happened. Remember, not me. I obeyed, okay? And you have to obey. But at the end of the day, it's because of what he did. Amen? But he's given us the authority to now exercise in the earth what he accomplished. He died. He rose. He's at the right hand of the Father. It's finished. It's a done work. For who? Us. All of humanity. We are here to demand and command what he says is so. The Bible's very clear. The hope of the world is not a Democrat or a Republican. The hope of the world is the church. 
Christ revealed in you and me that I'm saved, I'm healed, I'm delivered, I'm set free, I can do all things, every promise in His Word a part of me, that's the hope of the world. Because then, when we have that, nothing can stop us. And nothing can stop planet Earth from fulfilling the purpose and the plan of God, God's kingdom in the earth. That's what it takes. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.